So I want to welcome you to the First Church Podcast here. This is only our second podcast, and I have invited Luana Partlow to be with us, and I am excited to have her here. Uh, before I kind of introduce Luana more or have Luana introduce herself, I'm going to tell you kind of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about relationships, but the reason we're going to talk about relationships is because we as a church have been defining our core values and who we want to be. Uh, if you have never thought about core values or heard about core values, I encourage you to develop them either for your church or even you personally, uh, because core values are actually what explain who you are or your identity. And so when you write them down, you have a clear picture of who you are or who you want to be. Uh, one way to think about them, I guess, is that they are part of your DNA of uh, your life or your ministry. They explain what you do and why you do it. Or because we have the ability to kind of change um, either culturally as a, or uh, individually as a person, uh, you want to write them down because you might want to be that kind of person. Uh, and so why do you even talk about va values in a church? Well, collectively... They tell you what kind of culture you want to have. Uh, so for us as a church, we have began to divine the, define the type of culture that we want to have. And um, your culture is kind of what makes you unique. Now, uh, we as a church are unique uh, in comparison to other churches, uh, but not um, overly unique because our core values are biblical values. And so uh, we are going to start today with the core value of relationships. As a church, we say this. We say we value being in relationships with people in our church. God uses relationships to encourage, challenge, and stimulate growth. We offer opportunities for people to be in relationships with others in our congregation. Therefore, we will teach people how to have God-honoring relationships at home, work, and in the church. The reason we do this uh, is because God wants us to. We weren't created to be alone uh, from the very beginning. We see that God ca uh, created Adam, and he looks at Adam and he says, it's not good that he's alone, which is really interesting uh, because uh, God doesn't uh, create anything that's not good on the front end. And he looks at Adam and his being alone and he says it's not good that he is alone and so he creates eve uh, humans are designed to be in relationship and i think that's part of what it means to be made in the image of god if we think about god himself god is a trinity and so he's um three in one and so he's in constant relationship with himself and to be honest he didn't need us to be in relationship either but he created us for relationship um, with other people and with him and when we look at Jesus, we see Jesus was a man of many relationships and a man of intimate relationships as well. When you think about the 12 disciples or uh, his three closer disciples that we think of. Uh, one of the reasons we want to speak into this today and we want to state that we value this as a church is for cultural reasons as well. I told you we want to try to create a certain type of culture in our church where we value relationships uh, but also, we want to change culture. Right now, we are in a time where it seems like uh, 
more people are more alone and lonely than they've ever been. And uh, we want to we want to change this uh, because this is a very uh, bad thing for human beings. It's a bad mm-hmm. thing for our culture. Uh, I've read several studies that have said being lonely is worse than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Lawana, I know when you <laughs> when I told you that you were you were pretty blown away by it. It's shocking, but loneliness can be very very difficult to deal with. Yes, it is, and so it it makes you chronically ill, uh, mentally and physically, and uh, it's just something that we want to change. And even as a church. Uh, we have recognized this uh, among our young adults and just young people in general. Forty uh, percent, I think, of uh, young people that are in the age in between the ages of 16 and 24 uh, say that they are very lonely. And then the age group just above them, which would be the millennials, also my age group, actually say they're very lonely. And so we launched a whole ministry called the Belonging kind of recognizing that, that people need community, that they need relationships, and uh, sometimes it's really hard to find. As a church, too, we want to make sure that we are taking care of the elder, elderly that are often moving away from their homes or having uh, spouses pass away and so forth. And so some of those relationships that they might have had uh, sometimes are dissipating and uh, get very difficult to maintain. Um, I believe... Uh, that the church can help uh, speak into loneliness and change the culture uh, because it's a community built on relationships. It's a community built on a relationship with God and with each other. And I know many people don't like institutions. Uh, They don't like kind of organized religion or groups of people. But there is something to say about the church when it comes to relationships and the ability for those relationships to last. And it's this is that the church has been around for over 2,000 years and it's going to continue to be around. And so if you think about being in relationships with people and needing to be in relationships with people long term, ideally uh, the church is the place for it. Yes, it's not perfect, uh, but I think it's very difficult to find a better place to find relationships that can go to distance and that can encourage people and help people and uh, walk with people throughout life which can be very lonely and so all of this is just kind of teeing up a conversation that i am going to have with luana partlow Uh, luana is an elder in our church and she is somebody that is always talking about the importance of relationships in the church and is always encouraging me not to forget uh, that we need to get people in relationship with one another and people meeting one another and spending time with one another and encouraging one another. And so I'm glad to welcome uh, Luana to the First Church Podcast. And I'm going to let her uh, introduce herself a little bit, talk about... um, how long she's been in the church and anything else she wants to talk to us about before we start diving into relationships. Well, I've been in the church, um, the church of God my entire life. Um, we moved to Kansas city for about 10 years and that was pretty devastating having never lived anywhere else. Um, but now that's common. And I think that may lead to some of the loneliness that we see for people because families get uprooted and separated from relationships. Um, And young people oftentimes 
it used to be back in the day. Um, you stayed in the same town, you worked in the same factory as your parents and your grandparents often even. And people didn't move away, so you had that built-in support system and then you had the church. Now that family support system has kind of broken down and people are scattered all over the country, maybe all over the world. Um, so the church really is one of those resources that it's important to look to. I know it was very important to us when we had to move to Kansas City that we had a church family supporting us here and when we left and one that accepted us and loved us when we moved. It made a world of difference. Yeah, and so, you know, you've, you've experienced moving and trying to root yourself in a new place. Uh, one of the things that uh, I've discovered, especially I think everybody has done it, it's kind of the story of America, people moving for jobs or opportunities and all of those sorts of things. Uh, maybe for a period of time, uh, maybe your generation, Luanas, or maybe my parents more so, people kind of stayed put in a particular community around family and so forth for a longer period of time. Uh, but when you when you move, you sever a lot of those relationships that you had, and so it's very difficult to be in a new place. Uh, and I find that that happens or has happened a lot within my own generation mm -hmm. uh, because you go off to college, you right. get an education, and then you look for jobs, and oftentimes those jobs aren't where you grew up or mm -hmm. you've changed, and so maybe you're a little nervous about moving back to where you're from, from. Mm -hmm. or whatever, but then you move to a new place and you don't know anybody. You could even be alone because sometimes you move and there's your family or you move and there's a, at least a couple but sometimes, very often, you move alone, so you really have no one. Yeah, yeah, and that's how it was when I moved to Birmingham. I, <laughs> I didn't know anybody mm -hmm. when I moved down there, and I was, yeah, I was, I was alone. And since I was alone, it's lonely. Mm -hmm. And I had, I had the church, which was really good and very helpful. And I often wonder what it had been like without the church. Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of helped connect me to people. So how is the church? Uh, connected you um, or helped you and Jim, for instance, when you moved to Kansas City or when you moved back here to Talmadge, the Akron area, and so forth? Well, when we moved back, it was not difficult because we came back to our home church. But when we moved to Kansas City, um, it was uh, scary. Um, but we, we went to a church that was recommended by people from this congregation and the church was very welcoming so it's something that really as a church I see is so important um, just making a simple gesture to say would you like to sit with me or um, hey there, there's room at this table uh, why don't you come have coffee with us um, or are you coming to the bonfire <laughs> uh, some of those casual events were were what opened doors for us to start building relationships um, they had a thing they called extra inning i think it was that was after church on sunday night it was a very casual environment and that's where we got to meet people so that we could you know find some friends there and we have lifelong friends there now uh, that we still go back and visit <laughs>
Yeah. So who are maybe who are some people or how did specific people uh, help you get into meaning relation, re- meaningful relationships with them in the church? You, you know, you mentioned some maybe some examples. Hey, can you sit by me? Can you go to coffee with me? But maybe a particular couple that you say, hey, because they did these things, um, it helped us to feel at home. It helped us to connect, helped us to become friends. Um, well, out there, you know, there were a group of people that they went out to lunch after church and they invited us. Um, there was one couple in particular that uh, took our daughter and, and said, to her girls, here, take her and let her sit with you. <laughs> so they, they kind of kidnapped our daughter and said, you know, she, you girls have to make sure she gets acquainted with everyone. And some of the boys in the youth group did the same thing. So they were just, it was very welcoming church and, and the kids finding a place that they fit in made, really helped. So um, I would suggest if you have kids, make sure your kids feel other, help other kids feel welcome. Uh, if you're an adult in the church, it's important for you to get out of your comfort zone, maybe, and, and make that first step to greet someone who's already, they're new, you're not. So <laughs> so you've probably been in those their shoes at one time. So it's, it's important to just make those little gestures that make people understand that it's a safe place. It's a place where they can find out who their friends are going to be and, and find friends and find relationships. And a support build a support system because they may not want to be your best buddy, but they maybe need to know that there's somebody here that's got their back. If um, things get bad or they need help or something going on in their life and they need someone to talk to, you might be 50 and they might be 20. Uh, they may need that kind of mentorship and that kind of relationship too. So um, it doesn't have to be somebody that's your same age for you to reach out and be a friend with them. I, I like that. That's a, really cool thing about the church is that the church should be intergenerational. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I I think it's really important that we have friends that are our age because we're going through certain life situations. We need to be mm-hmm. uh, working those outs with people that are our age. I think it's just encouraging. A lot of times you're obviously probably going to have a little more in common sometimes with people mm-hmm. your age, but you need to be around people who are both older and mm-hmm. younger than you yeah. uh, to give you perspective on life or to remind you what it was like mm-hmm. uh, and how difficult it might have been when you were a certain age or uh, how you thought or whatever. So who may be older than you uh, helped you or encouraged you or was in a relationship with you that you are thankful that you had in your life? because of the church? Well, there were, there were a lot of people in the church, but one person, um, and it's really interesting because it wasn't until just a few years ago that we realized, but Mark Riffle's life intersected with ours, um, my whole life, really. And he worked with Jim years ago, clear back on McKinley Avenue. He got him into driving the church bus. <laughs> And just different things along the way, he would say, you know, I'm doing this, come along and do it with me. Um, And a lot of times, especially for men, they don't always want to just sit down and talk 
and be in little groups. But if you have something to do and you can ask a man to help you with it, they, um, they're much more comfortable in that setting. So mentoring a young man, uh, an older man might need some help. Don't be afraid to ask them. That might be just what they need in their life is, uh, is to feel a connection with someone who uh, maybe is missing in their life. Maybe they don't have family around. So you might represent a parent or a grandparent who they would normally be helping at that stage in their life. And uh, you might end up with some extra grandchildren. You didn't really know <laughs> were in your uh, extended family, but all of a sudden you have some adopted grandchildren that can come and live on you a little bit. And so uh, the opportunities are limitless if you let God open your heart. Yeah, that's that's good. And so Marple, uh, the relationship you had with Marshall, Marple is obviously a special one. And the one that Jim had with Marple is uh, really special. Mm -hmm. uh, so special that when, <laughs> when Marple decided that he could no longer run the food pantry that mm -hmm. we help run, um, you and Jim stepped up to run it. What were we thinking? <laughs> No, it's been good. It really it has. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you don't know about our food pantry, we work with a local food bank and then our church also uh, donates a significant amount of funds and we take donations every week in a basket that we have when you or a box that you have when you walk in to the church. Mm -hmm. uh, but it feeds about 6,000 families a year-ish. Well, this, this past month, uh -huh. we... We served over 450 families just this month. Okay, so just this month, and you do it once every month. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can do the math. But uh, it's a it's a wonderful ministry. And what I what I one of the reasons one of the things that I appreciate most about the pantry, and it's got your kind of flavor to it, Luana, <laughs> is the relationships that are built. And, and I think that's one of the things that you emphasize as much as anything and what you bring probably to the pantry uh, that Marple brought as well. But I think maybe you, I, I didn't know Marple as well as you do, you did and others have because um, I only had a few years with him here. But one of the things I'm sure of is that when you see people serving at the pantry, you are just as excited about the relationships mm -hmm. that are being built among the people that are serving, most of you are a part of our church, but not everybody is. Mm -hmm. There are a few people who aren't members of our church who help mm -hmm. serve there. Uh, but I can see how, one, you just love being with the people who serve, yeah. and you love watching the people in our church serve together and build those relationships as mm -hmm. they serve side by side. I'm going to have you speak into that. But one more thing that you said that was so good, and uh, I think we just need to be okay with this. And I, I read this in the book, uh, Why Men Hate Going to Church. Uh, it's just an interesting <laughs> book, a real quick read. But one of the things that it said that I actually remember is that women bond face to face mm -hmm. uh, and men bond side, side to side. side. Uh, mm -hmm. And that, that'll just stick with me and, and on a number, for a number of reasons. One is that men need relationships mm -hmm. uh, just as much as women do. And sometimes we think they don't. Or if you're a man, sometimes you think that you don't need relationships, but you do. Mm -hmm. But another thing to think about is that uh, you probably are going to bond side by side or you might bond quicker side by side 
mm-hmm. than sitting down and having coffee or whatever. And so one of the reasons we uh, we encourage all types of small groups, or we call them growth groups, uh, even ones that are activity-based like softball or so forth, mm-hmm. is sometimes that's the first step to getting to know somebody, especially if you're mm-hmm. a guy. And gals also can bond that way. But guys seem to even more so for whatever reason, or be more comfortable with it, I should say, mm-hmm. on the front end. So, Luana, talk about the pantry and how uh, serving together helps build relationships and maybe even start relationships. It's just, it's very interesting. And I think when we came, when we took over the pantry, it came with such a good structure. And and there was such a history of serving the community. And if you looked at the names of the people who have served and worked in the pantry, um, it'd be amazing how many hundreds and hundreds and maybe even thousands of people who have worked in that pantry. And um, I don't can't even estimate the number of people that have been served food through that pantry. Um, people that work there will say, I ran into somebody at, at Walmart or some other place and they came up to me and said, I don't know if you remember me or not, but when we were down on our luck and, and we really needed help, we came to Joanne's Pantry and everybody was so nice and we were so, because we were a little bit embarrassed to have to ask for help and, and we didn't feel bad that we came and you made us feel good when we left. And um, so that, that spirit that was that has always been there. And I think really Mark will probably would have said, you know, God's really in control. I'm just kind of here to, <laughs> to keep it a little organized. Um, I think that, you know, that's kind of the way we feel about it too. Um, Cause when things start getting a little strange and I'll just go, well, you know, God's in charge and he'll figure it out. And, and he always does uh, whether it's the people that we need to work or uh, whatever it is. And the commitment of the people that work there is just amazing. Their dedication um, and their attitudes they come with and their acceptance of people, new people who come there to work. Um, it, it's just, uh, they're so welcoming and, and, and they help each other learn. The jobs are not difficult, but, you know, they encourage each other. You're doing a good job. And, and then they'll turn a can around backwards just to have a little bit of fun. Um, it's it's that kind of camaraderie and, and team building that just really um, so many people need that today and it's just not a lot of opportunities for that so so it's just good to see that team of people of all ages um, from as young as um, the Behringer children <laughs> all the way to um, to Lucoon. Uh, who's in his 90s, how um, everybody does their part, everybody does what they can, and it makes a great team, and everybody's welcome. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned um, it helps people feel like they belong to something bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to say anything more about that? I feel like we all need to f- belong to something bigger than ourselves. Sometimes that's the appeal that gangs have, is because people need to belong and um, 
and they need to be part of bigger something bigger than themselves and then that's that's a need that we have because we god put that in there in us to be in community in relationship with him and then in relationship with others and um our relationship with others should always be helping us point people to him but because we have that need to belong to something bigger um you know the pantry is just a little uh, a little group of people who are supporting each other who are holding each other accountable and doing doing what the lord has directed us to do is to feed poor and, uh, and serve those who are less fortunate than we are so you know having that as a goal feeling like you're a part of something that's that's accomplishing something for good is really important yeah i think when people start out thinking hey i'll serve at the pantry i think some people think hey i'll meet some people from the church if i serve at the pantry and so mm -hmm. maybe there some people are i think relationship minded when they go and they serve and that's kind of their expectation but i think a lot of people probably when they begin serving at the pantry or um yeah, serving at the pantry or any type of our, what we call our serve teams or whatever, what they discover is that they think they're going to go do a good deed or mm -hmm. go help somebody, in which they really are. Right. But they are helped just as much, mm -hmm. not just by feeling good about themselves because they've done a good deed, but because they are serving along pe side people and they're building relationships and friendships with people that they didn't have before and yeah. really can be pretty life-changing mm -hmm. uh, it's much better than sitting at home and being isolated or uh watching us on facebook live maybe yes. <laughs> I, I, no if you're watching on facebook live we're really glad you're watching us on facebook <laughs> exactly. live and listening to this podcast if you listen to it later but uh we want people uh to to not just serve but to serve alongside with people mm -hmm. um, that they can develop friendships with or support groups with uh, or just get to get to know and mm -hmm. to be in re real relationships uh, with with people mm -hmm. uh, and I think the pantry does such a good job of that I think you emphasize that really well sometimes uh, overtly and sometimes you're just you're just doing it because that's who you are uh, and people don't mm -hmm. even realize it uh, and so I, I just think it's really good that uh, we, we, I get to see that. Um, what else do you want to talk about <laughs> when it comes to relationships? I've, I've, I've got some questions here I had written down for you. I was wondering if you came in with anything on your heart that you just felt like you wanted to share because I gave you a little bit of time to think about it. I reminded you last week of that we were going to do this. Right. So, yeah. Well, if you are new or if you don't have a church home, um, or if you've even been in a bad relationship in a church, you have to remember that we're kind of like family. We're all people. We're human. We're not perfect. Um, but this is a good, comfortable place. Uh, most people find us very welcoming. And if you are looking for or might be looking for um, a place to connect and feel comfortable, we have some informal events that um, they're not threatening. It might give you a chance to come and see if um, people at this church would be a good fit for you as a, as a place to have good relationships and to uh, maybe get your family connected um, to 
build a support system if you've been uprooted from your home far away and you're looking for a home church or if you're looking for just a place to get connected um, come visit come see us and hopefully you'll find us welcoming and uh, you know it'll be a, a, a good opportunity for you to build some good positive relationships for yourself because we don't want any lonely people out there <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And that's so true. And there's so much we could actually say about relationships. I had a bunch of stuff that I could say, but my goal is not for this podcast to be uh, really long, mm -hmm. uh, but to be somewhat simple. And, you know, I could talk about all the people who uh, were so important in my faith journey and not just my faith journey, but my life, because my faith has informed so many of the decisions that I have made. So every relationship that has encouraged me in my faith has probably been a part of major decisions that I've made and uh, has encouraged me in a number of ways. And so I've been very thankful for the for the church and the relationships that I have built uh, with people in the church. And I'm thankful for my relationships with people outside of the church, too. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they all have value. Uh, the church is just such a good place, I think, to build lasting and meaningful relationships. And if you're a Christian... Uh, you pretty much have to uh, and need to uh, mm -hmm. build relationships with people in the church. Uh, it's a, it's very important um, to uh, to Christ. There are a number of ways uh, before we kind of end that you can uh, kind of start relationships with or in, in our church. Obviously, Sunday morning is probably the easiest place to start because mm -hmm. you have everybody together. You're probably not going to go real deep with a lot of people on Sunday morning, but you're going to see, hey, there are people, there are potential <laughs> yeah. people to be in relationships with. Mm -hmm. uh, and then right now, as a church, we are really uh, promoting and even just pushing people into mm -hmm. growth groups uh, to kind of force them into getting face-to-face -face with people and building relationships and even starting discipleship. Our growth groups are small groups of people, typically about 12 people or less. Some of them are a little bigger. Some of them are a little smaller, but they all offer an opportunity uh, to be a little more personal with people than what you might get on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And so we think they are uh, very good for a number of reasons. And so those are, those are two ways we give uh, a lot of serving opportunities in our church. Joanne's Pantry is, is one of them, and we have what we call serve teams that we try to deploy um, sometimes in the community, sometimes just in our, in our church as we minister to one another, encourage one another. But they're great opportunities to get to know people and not just serve, as Luana spoke about earlier. Uh, we have sports teams. Uh, there's the softball team. There's basketball team here. Uh, there are people who go golfing together, all of those sorts of things. We need more people that fish in the church, though. We have a decent amount of fishermen, but we need more. Um, I work in the children with the, the children and the toddlers, and the reason I do that is so I know whose whose kid belongs to who. You don't you, and then you can watch them grow up. It's interesting because I've been down there working with them for a long time that you get to see them as they grow from babies, really coming in, just walking. And as they start walking down the halls to different classrooms, I only work once a month uh, as a helper, but um, it helps keep me connected to, to see who the parents are, to get to know the kids a little bit so that 
um, I'm a familiar face uh, in in the church of an old person, so to speak, <laughs> um, so that they're you know not really scary. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just so it's a good place to get connected to. Just come be a helper. There's really no commitment other than the time that you spend uh, during that Sunday or during that church hour um, working with kids. If you like kids, it's, it's really kind of fun. So just putting a little plug in for the yeah for that as a place to 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 get connected because then you get to work with other people and you get to know those workers. You get to meet at least introduced to some of the parents of, of the children as they come and drop their children off and come and pick them up and uh, it's not a heavy duty commitment if you decide it's not a good fit then you can just step away but but it's another place to get connected yes that's really good and i know emily and i are very thankful for all of our children's workers since we have uh, three children ourselves mm -hmm. and it's important for me for my children uh, to be around people uh, who are good influences on them, who are older, who hopefully later on in life, if they don't want to talk to me about something, that they can go to somebody in our church that they trust. Maybe they've been a, uh, a children's church worker or a youth minister or a volunteer in the youth ministry. Uh, we, we need people that are in relationships with our young people. And if you're reading the statistic, 40% of people who are in the in between the ages of 16 and 24 are lonely mm -hmm. and they need to be in relationships with people their age but they need to also have strong relationships with people who are older than them and they can turn to and maybe even if they're struggling to foster relationships or to start relationships to have that person that can speak into their life and say, hey, I recognize that you're lonely. Here are some things that you need to do to help get out of this. Mm -hmm. uh, here's what I did when I was your age, or here are some practices that can help you, or here's another group of people that, that you might enjoy being around, or even you can take our young people to lunch. Sometimes older people are scared of young people. I tell a story mm -hmm. all the time. Uh, to kind of illustrate this, I know I was kind of ending this podcast, but this is this is a helpful story, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so I remember when I was in in, in student ministry, and Luana, you've probably heard this uh, story because I tell it every once in a while, especially to our older people, uh, just to remind them of of uh, not to blame our our younger people for being uh, standoffish. Mm -hmm. We did a we did a big fundraiser, and we had some older people in our church donate a significant amount of money or scholarship a particular student, mm -hmm. and I encouraged this student to say, "Hey, you need to go thank this person and get to know this person." I also encouraged the person who made the donation, "Hey, if you get a chance, introduce yourself to that young person mm -hmm. that you made the donation to. Like, take the initiative." Mm -hmm. And uh, the young person, most of our student ministry was all unchurched kids or kids whose parents weren't in the church who okay. started to come. And so they weren't real familiar with people in the church and they didn't go to those Sunday school classes. Uh, their first exposure to church was the youth ministry that I was a youth pastor of. And so they knew me. Mm -hmm. They knew my volunteers. 
and that was about it. Mm -hmm. And so any donation that was made to them for them to do something was pretty much by a complete stranger. Okay. Uh, so I remember having this conversation with the person and the person was upset and they called me over and said, why isn't so-and-so thanked me or came to talk to me yet or anything like that? And I said, well, you know what? They need to and they should. And I and but I, I, I'm always giving responsibility to the person who wants something to happen. That's just kind of my nature. Like mm -hmm. if you say something needs to be done in the church, my first reaction typically is, would you like to do it? Um, that's just like my impulse there. Mm -hmm. uh, so I asked this person um, who had grown up in the church, a very wonderful person and a believer. I said, well, have you tried to introduce yourself to them? And they looked at me like they were terrified. And just said, well, I, can I do that? They're really not aliens. They really aren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But all, what I learned there, and you, you know, you don't know this being a young person. I learned a lot of things as kind of being a younger pastor when I moved here too, uh, is that they were just as afraid of being in a relationship with that young person who they felt like they didn't understand mm -hmm. as that young person was and be in relationship with that older person. They both were afraid of one another. Uh, and that just doesn't need to be so. It doesn't have to be so in the church. And, and uh, we don't want it to be so. And I don't want it to be so with my children. I want my children to see people of all ages, younger parents. I want them to, to be taught by people who are mine and Emily's age in, in children's church. I'd love for them to be taught by people who are old enough to be their grandparents or even great-grandparents. So they are exposed to people of all different ages that aren't their biological family. That, mm -hmm. that Then I think that shows them that they are cared about and they can be in relationship with and they can converse with people of all ages mm -hmm. uh, that aren't maybe their biological family. Uh, it gives them the confidence to do that. Uh, and the ability to do that because they have done it before while they've been been young. And those relationships are important because young people are of, a, of infinite value and older people are of infinite value. Uh, but we don't know if you're not in relationship with people as you grow up and if you had those conversations, sometimes generations are afraid of each other mm -hmm. because all they know about one another is what they see on the news. Uh, which a lot of times is not good. Uh, so. Yeah, we won't go there. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because the news can so. be very inaccurate or very, very slanted, and uh, we only hear the spectacular and the, yeah. and the evil, really, in most cases, yeah. um, and not necessarily the good. But um, young people still just—they need—they need people to care about them, say hello to them. Um, don't be afraid of them. Before you came, I had to be used to have diaper wars with the seniors on Wednesday night because interactions are, are, it's amazing how many barriers are broken down when you can do something together, um, different generations. But, but having that kind of support system, statistically, if you want to keep young people uh, in the church, they have to have intergenerational relationships with people in the church or they're not they're not going to stay 
even if they have good relationship with only their peers, they're, they're more likely, because their peer group will go off to college, their peer group will go, they won't move away with their families or whatever, but if they have intergenerational, there's, there's a most, more secure tie for them. Maybe they won't stay in their local church, but they, they will go looking for those relationships in other churches, and, and hopefully they will find them. Yes, it's good. Thank you so much, Luana. Well, a couple more announcements, and then we actually are going to end. So uh, the one announcement that you wanted to make sure that I announced, because you are the point person on it, and it's a, it'll be a good event for us and a good time to build relationships and meet new people uh, or continue relationships that we have, and that is the bonfire that we are having on Sunday, September 22nd. And we'll be having it at 5 p.m. behind the church. Everyone's welcome. You don't have to be a member of the church. Just come to the bonfire. Yeah. Yeah. Come check us out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll supply the fire and the meat, I think. No. No. Everybody brings whatever they want to cook. We're okay. going to have, uh, we'll have like condiments and drinks. And that way, whatever you, you know, mm -hmm. choose to have to eat is fine. If you want to bring more than, you know, bring two packs of hot dogs or, or whatever you're eating and you want to make sure that your friends will, your new friends will get something to eat. Why that's fine too, but um, but yeah, that way it's it's less work for everybody, and we can all just have a good time. Sounds great. So we will supply the fire and the condiments and drinks. Yes. Okay, so that's what we're supplying. So bring if you want to cook hot dogs or s'mores, uh, or anything else on the fire, bring it. Mm -hmm. uh, bring lawn games. If you don't have any of those things, somebody will bring extras. So just just come. But um, yeah. but yeah, try to bring something, especially if you want something different to to eat or drink, and we'll be good. We'll have a good time. Good, good. Well, I hope uh, a lot of people will come to that. I hope people will join groups. If you're not in a group already, <coughs> if you need help joining a group, let me know. I will help you find a group. Uh, hopefully, a group uh, that'll kind of fit you and and where you're at or kind of what you're looking for. And Next uh, Steps is a good place, too. Yeah, Next Steps is great. And so Next Steps, as Luana just pointed out, is uh, basically our new members class. But even if you're not sure if you want to be a member, it's a great place to kind of start and just find out uh, about whether or not you want to be a member of our church. Mm -hmm. I like it because I teach it. And it's usually kind of a smaller group of people mm -hmm. over a three-week period of time. And so I get to I get to know you and I get to build a relationship with you as uh, your pastor or potential pastor at that point in time. And so I highly recommend uh, Next Steps as well. And we'll be having it uh, this Sat or this Sunday after church. Okay. And so uh, if you would like to start Next Steps, uh, hopefully you will stay Sunday and um, we'll, we'll uh, begin a relationship there if we don't already have one. I want to just remind you uh, that there are no perfect relationships. Uh, in or outside of the church, but the church is a great place uh, to have relationships and start them and find community. And if uh, you're lonely, I want to help. Uh, we want to help uh, change that. Absolutely. And, and uh, so, and we believe that uh, we can, uh, along through the with the power of the Holy Spirit and um, giving God in control of your life and and building life giving relationships with other believers. And so I, I hope that we can help you do that. I hope this podcast has helped. And I'm really thankful that you were able to be here today, Luana. And I appreciate you, you and love you. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people were encouraged by what you had to say. Well, I'm sure it was encouraging to hear what you had to say also.
that concludes our podcast and I look forward to um, our next one. All right. Bye-bye.